Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome back to the Girl Means Business podcast. I am so grateful that you are here today. This week, we're chatting all about gratitude and having a grateful mindset, the impact that it can have on your life and your business. And so I know as we go into the week of Thanksgiving, a lot of us have a tradition of sitting around a table and sharing something that we are thankful for. And since 2020 has been somewhat of a dumpster fire, it might feel a little more difficult to come up with something that you are thankful for this year, which is why I wanted this week's episode to focus on gratitude, thankfulness, and just getting our minds in the right place. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Maggie, who recently launched a new business called Nestia, and she attributes a lot of the success that she is seeing to the fact that she has recently started a gratitude journal. She has started journaling about the things that she is thankful for. She is putting out into the universe things that she wants to attract back to her. But before we get into that conversation, I wanted to share with you a little bit about my journey with gratitude. So a few years ago, when I first started following Rachel Hollis, when her first book, uh, Girl, Wash Your Face, came out, She had a podcast episode where she talked about her gratitude journals, her start to day journal. And I thought, you know, I've never been big into journaling, but I'm a very optimistic person by nature, but I think this could be really helpful. So I bought her journal and the way that the start to day journal works is each morning you get up and you start your day writing down five things you're thankful for, five things that you are grateful for, but they have to be things that have occurred in the last 24 hours. So instead of writing down things that are sort of big picture, I'm thankful for my family, I'm thankful for my home, I'm thankful for my job, you had to be very specific. And that was what really drew me to this journal and to this idea of a gratitude journal in general. And so each day I would get up and for about a year, I wrote in this journal every morning five things I was grateful for. And what I noticed as I progressively started doing this more consistently was that it became a habit in my everyday life. It wasn't just about, okay, every morning for five minutes, I'm writing in this journal. It became throughout my day, I would stop and take note of things I was thankful for. A perfect example is the other day I was out running errands and I stopped at Starbucks and I was sitting in the car line at Starbucks and it was taking forever. It was moving really slowly and I found myself feeling irritated that I was sitting in this line when I could have been doing other things. I could have been at home working. I could have been you know, going to my next errand I had to run, or I could have been editing photos or whatever it was I needed to do that day. And immediately I stopped myself. And I now have this habit in my brain where I can flip the switch. And I can say, you know what? No, instead of sitting here and feeling irritated, I'm going to be grateful for the fact that one, I have nowhere else that I have to be right now. I'm not sitting in an office on a Tuesday morning. I'm not sitting in a classroom with a bunch of kids in front of me. I have the freedom and flexibility to be sitting in this Starbucks line for 20 minutes waiting for a $5 cup of coffee. I am grateful for the fact that I have a vehicle that allows me to do all the things I need to do in a day, that I don't have to worry about it breaking down or you know not being able to afford to put gas in my car 
I can go and do what I want to do. I'm grateful for the fact that I'm able to afford this $5 luxury cup of coffee. And instead of sitting there and focusing on the negative, I was able to focus on all the things that made me appreciate the moment that I was in. And the way that I was able to make that mindset shift is because for so long, I knew that each morning I was going to get up and have to write down five things I was thankful for or grateful for. And so it taught me to take time in my day to look for things to be grateful for. Because there were mornings where I would wake up and go, I, I can't think of anything to be grateful for. I had a terrible day yesterday. I'm in a bad mood. You know, I don't want to write these down. And so I was forced to sort of look at and evaluate my day through a lens of gratitude. And now it has taught me to do that by habit. So now when I'm sitting outside and I can look around and go, it is a beautiful day. And I'm so grateful that I get to sit outside and watch my daughter ride her bike on such a beautiful day. Or I can look at my day and think, you know what? I am so grateful that we have the technology we have to stay as connected as we are with our family and friends, even during a global pandemic. So today I want you to think about how you can start utilizing gratitude in your own life. And even if you're not journaling gratitude each day, even if you are you know, not somebody who really enjoys journaling, think about a way that you can self-evaluate your day-to-day activities so that you are focusing on the gratitude in your life, the things you are thankful for, instead of focusing on the things that are negative. Instead of having a mindset of the world is against me, I want you to have a mindset of the world is working for me. I just have to see it. I have to look for it. I have to put on my lens of gratitude and look for these little moments in my day. Okay, so that's enough of me kind of rambling about why I feel gratitude is so important in our lives. Let's get to my conversation with Maggie. So Maggie lives in New York City. She is a graphic designer, used to work for an event planning company. And when 2020 hit and events sort of died off, she had to switch courses. So I'm going to let her share her story with you in her words. And let's get to my conversation with Maggie from Nestia. All right, Maggie, welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Okay. So um, I know that you have recently started a new business, which I'm excited to talk about, but I want to hear a little bit of your backstory to how you got to where you are today. So give us a little bit of insight into your journey. Absolutely. So I went to school for graphic design and that's kind of my background. Basically, I have a a degree in fine arts and I was in Boston before I moved to New York City three and a half years ago for an amazing full-time position as a creative director for an event planner. So basically for the past three and a half years, I've spent my time in New York designing, planning, um, and creating events, which was obviously amazing and super fun. Um, all the while, you know, it was a small business. So I was also responsible for all the photography, all of our website designs, all of our basic marketing design needs. So I've still been, you know, flexing those muscles and staying creative day to day, doing something different all the time. And on the side, I also am a painter, a jewelry maker. Um, I've had that business since I was in college. I started it almost eight years ago now when I was 20. And, um, I, you know, I kind of 
was doing that on the side, picking it up when custom orders were rolling in or picking up at the holidays. So, you know, have always had that entrepreneurial spirit as well on the side. And then, of course, the pandemic hit and the events industry went away. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you and I talked about a little bit, um, I know that you were doing photography for a wedding. So you obviously understand that we at some point had to stop gathering. So my team, um, unfortunately, disbanded to an extent. We're obviously still very close. We were like a tight-knit little family. If you ever want to look it up, it's called Little Miss Party. Very fun, um, entertaining, and party content. So still still a great page to follow. But yeah, so unfortunately, as we kind of decided to disband, I started thinking, you know, what else am I going to do um, to basically make a living and make sure I can pay my rent in New York City? Um, you know, not the best time to be living here, but it, it is what it is. And this is my home and I love my, my space so much. And a lot of that came from, um, redoing my space and making it a livable and enjoyable space while we're spending so much time at home, which eventually sparked the new idea for this business that you were talking about that I just launched. It's called Nestia. It is an affordable, um, home decor consulting company. Um, Basically, when I redid my apartment, I had submitted photos to apartment therapy and was featured. Lots of people had reached out saying, oh, my goodness, I want you to redo my apartment. I need my apartment to look better than it is. I need storage solutions and I want it to be affordable. And I thought, "Okay, maybe there's something here. Maybe people really do need help with their spaces and they just don't know where to start and they don't know how to do it at an affordable price. So that was what sparked this new business idea. And as I was also laid off, it was the perfect time to you know, put my energy into something new. I had all the time in the world to be to be kicking off a new business. So that was kind of how we started. And here we are today. I'm working on Nestia, you know, day to day. I'm also still taking freelance work um, as a designer and and a painter, an artist. So, you know, kind of dabbling in all of the creative fields, but I'm mostly focusing on Nestia and scaling that to make it um, you know, a brand that is recognized as an affordable interior design consulting uh, firm. Well, so, I love yeah. that. And I know before we started recording, we were chatting and I told you like how much I loved your business idea. And I've been like, you know, kind of stalking your website and your Instagram page. And it's just such a creative idea. And I think that one of the silver linings of this whole pandemic is I think that people have launched ideas that maybe they wouldn't have. You know, I think about like with my own story of, you know, I was a teacher before I went full time into my photography business, which has led to other things. And had I not been put in positions where I was almost forced to make changes in my life, I think that I still would have kind of stuck with the easy path. And so like with your story, you know, had the pandemic not come along and had the the events industry not shut down, you probably would not have started this, at least not at this point in your life. So there's definitely a silver lining to all of this, even if it's hard to see that sometimes. Absolutely. I completely agree. I don't think I would have started because I I have such a loyal personality and I loved my team so much. I never would have wanted to leave their sides. Um, I was definitely forced into this, but at the same time, it is you know, led to so much new creativity. And even before I decided to launch Nestia, I was just having a lot of time and availability to be creative in general. I was taking on so many more uh, custom painting orders. I made one of the big transformations in my apartment that I made was um, a big mural wall on my in my bedroom, which you, you can definitely see on my website somewhere. And that was featured in the New York Post. So I've had 
all these little fun projects that have gotten attention because I've been throwing myself into them with all this extra time. Um, again, I was forced into it. It was that or sit around, you know, and I, I don't have that kind of personality where I want to lay on the couch and watch TV. Like I'm always doing something else. I'm always at least painting or doing my nails or cleaning. Like I can't really sit still, which I guess is a blessing and a curse. It's hard, you know, to always be that way. But I, I, I mean, for me to, to not have my full-time job there as a crutch anymore to fill my hours, I needed to be doing it. I needed to be doing something else during that time. So definitely a silver lining, you know, it's, I've again, gotten to flex some new creative muscles during this time. And one of those being, um, the creation of a new business. Yeah, that's so amazing. So I know we kind of talked about this briefly earlier too, is just the fact that this all sounds so like good and great. If somebody's listening to this from the outside looking in, it's like, oh my gosh, okay, she's this creative and she had this amazing job in New York City. And then she had to start this business and it's become the success kind of overnight. And it all sounds like something out of a Netflix movie. Um, but, totally. <laughs> but obviously, we know that's not always the reality. So let's talk a little bit about the struggle you had that led you, not even necessarily led you, but the struggle you had leading up to building this business or kind of the low points. And then of course we'll get into like the gratitude part of it in a second, but I just want to kind of touch on the fact that it's not all been easy and perfect because I don't, I never want people to think that that's what business is or life is. It's messy and it's, you have these low moments. So let's talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. Well, touching back on your point about um, a Netflix special, if they want to feature me in a Netflix special, I'd be happy <laughs> to um, put myself out there. Just, just saying, you know, putting it into the universe. If Netflix wants to make a show about me, I'm, I'm happy to be the star. <laughs> yes, you're right. It's not all. It's not all picture perfect. As much as um, you know, the story behind it, it is a joyful one. Of course, that's where I am today. But I've gotten there after bumps in the road. Of course, it's not been perfectly easy as we all have gone through in this past year. It's, you know, pandemic aside, a million things have put us all through the ringer. And so it's been, you know, it's been a very stressful year with everything going on in the world, everything that's going on with us all personally, um, whether it had to do with your careers or your family's health, everything else. I mean, it was a very up and down um, type of roller coaster. So I think what it kind of came down to is that I of course, like I said, I loved my job so, so much. And we knew that the events industry was taking a hit. And, um, you know, we kind of, I kind of got to a point where I knew any, any day now we're, you know, we're not going to be getting our paychecks anymore and we're going to need to be laid off, be laid off. And almost it got to the point where, um, we were, it, I think it was very hard for us to let go of it. All of us as a team, but we knew that it was for the best. It was a waste of money to continue paying, you know, all of our salaries um, because we couldn't be doing events and we couldn't be making money. But with that said, as much as, you know, we, I, it would have been nice to continue getting a full-time paycheck. I wouldn't be where I am now um, without having that, like the rug kind of pulled out from under me. And it also needed to happen because I, you know, I of course want what's best for my boss and my entire team. So when we all decided to make that decision, we knew it was the right decision, but it came with a lot of anxiety as well. Here I am now, you know, I'm, I'm young, I'm living in New York, it's extremely expensive, you kind of learn to live within your means. And if I don't, you know, start getting freelance hours right away, you know, how am I going to pay my bills? 
I don't want to be going through my savings, you know, so quickly. I also can start to collect unemployment, but unemployment was, um, there was no stimulus at that time either. And, you know, there still isn't in New York state. So it was just, you know, your, your regular unemployment, which was fine. It helps, but it wasn't enough to be covering my normal life in New York. (laughs) So that was, you know, causing a lot of anxiety. And at first I wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't letting me qualify because I do have a business on the side. And even though that business doesn't make a lot of money, my painting and jewelry businesses, you know, it is registered. So they were seeing it as I had um, other means of employment. And so, you know, it was a whole, it was a whole stressful few weeks where I was like, oh my gosh, I mean, I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to figure something out. I'm going to obviously start to apply to new jobs, but it's not like my heart was in it. I didn't, I was applying to full-time positions that were coming up as available. And first of all, I wasn't getting any response because of course I was, you know, maybe first of all, I wasn't quite in the headspace of wanting them that badly. Um, but also there was a million people applying to these. I mean, everybody is unemployed now in the creative industry. So everybody was applying to these jobs just like I was, of course. Um, so I wasn't expecting to get replies, but the, the competition must've been insane. So in the meantime, while that was happening, um, you know, I was feeling very down. I was feeling very anxious This was all toward the end of the summer. And I started journaling just in a regular, just in a regular journal, like regular, um, I had a, I had an open notebook that somebody had given me as a gift. I am not, I'm not really a journaling kind of person. I don't even really take notes. I feel like people give me notebooks and I never use them. (laughs) So (laughs) this was one that my coworker had given me last year. It's really cute. It's, it was so pretty. I was like, you know what, maybe this really will be my journal. So I started journaling and it was like, I would write, you know, five full pages. Like I was just like, wow, I have a lot of feelings that I didn't know <laughs> that I didn't know about. <laughs> so maybe I should be journaling more. So it helped. It was like, you know, I was, it wasn't just work stuff. It was relationship stuff and anything else that was going on at the time that I was struggling with or losing sleep over. So that helped in the beginning just to get some, just to get some stuff out on paper. That was a really good start. And then I, you know, as I, as you were saying, Kendra, I know that you listen to a lot of podcasts and so do I. And I feel like I see a lot of people talk about writing down your goals and writing down, you know, the things that you want to manifest to happen. So I was trying to do that a little bit too. It wasn't as, I didn't have it as structured um, as necessarily gratitude other than everyone, every couple of days I would write like a list of 10 things I was grateful for, pretty generic, but I would also then do a page next to it that was like goals and, you know, kind of these, um, I guess I was mostly doing like, you know, kind of affirmation type of stuff where I was reassuring myself. And a lot of people say, you know, even write things that you don't have yet and pretend that you're grateful for it, even if it doesn't exist. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the fact that I'm really rich and successful, like whatever, <laughs> you know, write those things down. And then one day it'll come to you if you really start to believe it. And, and again, you know, put it out into the world that you are grateful for, for having that success or whatever. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe there's something here. Let me just try this. Like, I have no idea where this is going, but I'm going to try. So I did try, try to start doing that. And again, this was all right around the time I was getting laid off. And it seemed like the first week that I, you know, was laid off, I already immediately had freelance work. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't even do anything. I mean, I just put out my portfolio website. It took me a few weeks to get that there. And I already had freelance work. So I already had money coming in. So I was like, okay, all right, I don't need to worry yet. You know, I've, I've got a little bit, but you know, we don't know what next week is going to hold. Continued to write in the gratitude journal. I was like, okay, maybe I should just keep this up. This is good. 
Um, and then again, got a bunch of custom painting orders. I was like, great, I'm doing a bunch of custom painting work now. So I get to be creative and I'm making money. And again, it was like, it just felt like it continued and continued. It didn't, you know, it never stopped ever since then. I haven't had a week where I was like, oh, this is a down week and I don't have something to do. Of course, there's been ups and downs, um, you know, with anxiety and feeling anxious about the future and putting out this new business idea and everything else. But generally speaking, um, me writing in the in this journal, at least, uh, you know, pretty much every day has at least kept me, um, I feel like a little bit stable and less anxious about the future and what, you know, the future is going to hold and also putting out the success of this new potential business. Um, so I feel like it was more that I practiced gratitude leading up to the launch of this new business. And then it brought success on that business without me having to do much other than put out obviously a quality product, you know, I'm not saying anybody can just be grateful and put out something and everybody's going to love it. It was kind of like, I obviously put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into it, you know, invested in myself. Um, but I do think that the writing down of the goals and the gratitude journal on the, on the daily probably helped with that initial success, which I only launched it a week and a half ago. So it's not like, Oh, suddenly it's my full-time job. Um, definitely don't expect that if you are launching a new business, <laughs> But it's only been a week and a half and I've gotten amazing attention for it. I've gotten a few clients already. I mean, that's great for a week and a half. And I'm very happy with how it's turned out. And I think a lot of it was because each day I was writing in this journal, okay, I'm grateful for, you know, my success. I am reaffirming that I am successful and I am talented and, you know, and I'm ambitious and I can do this and I'm a businesswoman. It's like, like really telling yourself, yes, I wasn't maybe a businesswoman and a, and a business owner two months ago when I had a full-time job, but I am now. And so believe it, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and I, I will say that kind of pulling the curtain back a little bit on the process of this interview is when I had posted kind of looking for somebody to come on and talk about their experience with gratitude and journaling about it and uh, how it's impacted their lives. I, I had a couple people that would message me and say, you know, Oh, I teach on this. I'm like, you know, that's all good and great, but I want the people listening to this episode to understand that it's not something that you have to be an expert in for it to impact your life. You don't even have to, you know, do it as like this religious thing. You know, it's, it's just something that helps with the mindset and just your overall kind of view of what you're capable of doing and what you can achieve. and. I'm a big believer in that what you put out into the world, you get back in return. And so a perfect example is my husband and I are exact opposites. He is what he would call a realist. And so he's the type of person that he's always looking, I don't want to say the negative side of things, but he's always very cautious about things and he wants to have everything have a plan and he wants to make sure everything is going to work out. And he wants to like kind of look at like what could go wrong, I guess, is his sort of mindset. Whereas I'm the opposite. I'm a dreamer. I am a sort of head in the clouds, like it'll all work out kind of personality. And the other night we were sitting down at dinner and I, I made a comment. And I was like, oh, I got this email that, you know, this thing has happened and it's something that I had been thinking about, but, and I'd kind of been talking about, but hadn't really like put into action yet. And all of a sudden I received this email that's like, hey, this is all falling into place now. And I was really excited about it. And he's looked at me and he's like, you know, I, I don't even like doubt anymore. He's like, 
you have a way of things just happening in your favor. And I said, you know, it's because I, I believe it's because that I have a different mindset than he does. And my mindset is of that. If you are grateful and if you are thankful, and if you believe that these things are possible, that they will happen. They may not happen in the timeline that you want them to, but they will happen in the way that they're meant to happen for the best. And, you know, a lot of people that can go into like a religious belief in God or whatever, or the universe or however you want to describe it. But I really do think that if you are putting out this energy of I'm capable, I'm deserving, I'm appreciative, I'm thankful that you're going to get so many things coming back at you because you're open to them. Whereas if you are putting out the feeling or the vibe of woe is me, you know, nothing ever happens, nothing ever goes my way, nothing, you know, everything's terrible, everything's falling apart, then yeah, those are the things that you're going to kind of attract in the world. And so with the case of like, when you, when you reached out to me and you were messaging me and you were like, you know, I, I'm just starting this business. And I think that, you know, I started this gratitude journal and I think that it had a big part in, you know, being able to accomplish these things and have it be successful right away. I was like, I love your story because it was very relatable. It was very real. It wasn't a super pretty shiny, you know, story of, I woke up one day and I had this great idea and I started off and I launched it and it's been successful. You know, you've had your highs and lows. And I think that it's kind of come out of those lows that you have been able to say, okay, I'm going to start doing something different. I'm going to start journaling. I'm going to start writing down things I'm thankful for. I'm going to start writing down goals that I have for myself. And I think that has helped you achieve the success that you've achieved so far, which I think is amazing. Um, Okay. So a question I have for you. When you were journaling, because I want people who are listening to this to be able to say, okay, I want to implement this into my life. Um, I know for me, it was like five minutes each morning, I would get up and I would start my day with writing down five things I was grateful for from the past 24 hours, along with like five goals that I had. And I would write them out as if they'd already happened. I think you mentioned that too, but um, I was using the Rachel Hollis start today journal and she would have it where she say, write them as if they've already happened. So if you, if one of your goals in life is to, you know, write a New York times bestselling book, then you write it as if it's already happened. So you say, I have a you know book on the New York times bestseller list or whatever. And so I would do that every single morning. And I know that everybody does things a little bit differently. So what did your journaling process look like? Was it you just kind of writing out your thoughts? Was it structured? How did you kind of get into that, like the nitty gritty of it? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. 
So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So I will say in the beginning, especially for those listening who maybe don't journal yet and are thinking about it or they're just or you're just struggling and you're wondering, you know, is this something that could help me? Um, I never really journaled before, you know, obviously in the past you go through, everybody goes through some tough times and maybe they like write some notes in their phone when they just need to get something out or whatever. But I've never really been a journaler. Um, I think when I was really at the low, lower points, when it was like end of summer, beginning of September, and I was feeling very lost and just kind of having like a bunch of weeks of anxiety and uncertain what to do, this idea of Nestia had already come to me, but I didn't really know where to go with it. And, you know, I, I was just feeling down and uncertain about the vulnerability of putting something new out there. Um, that's when I started the journaling. So definitely in the beginning, my first few journal entries were completely not, um, structured in any way. It was just a normal open journal and I was writing big entries. And like, honestly, I was probably only writing them on days where I was like really not feeling great. Um, it was, you know, I, I'm already a restless sleeper, but it was probably nights where I didn't get much sleep. And I was like, I don't know what else to do. My brain is just racing. So I'm going to write a bunch of things down. So that was the start. So you know, point being, the reason I'm bringing that up is for anybody who hasn't done it before, if you are struggling and you're thinking about journaling as an option, it's okay if that's where you start. It's okay if you only journal on the days where you're like sobbing in bed and you don't know what to do. Like, that's okay. Like, it does help. So get out some of those feelings, get out some of those thoughts, like try to evaluate what's going on in your own brain and like what you can do to change it. And that's kind of what I was trying to do. I was just trying to get all of those thoughts out on paper so that they weren't racing around in my brain. Then I kind of moved on to saying, okay, like that helped me a lot, but let me move into like the positive stuff because I'm just getting out the negative things that are going through my brain, which is good because I feel like I'm getting, I'm cleansing the negativity. But I also did want to do some of that manifestation that a lot of people talk about where it's like, okay, well, what can you manifest? What are the goals you want to say? You know, I want to, this year I want to make $200,000 or whatever. It's those things that might sound like a crazy lofty goal, but if you write them down enough times and you you know, set out to achieve those goals, they might actually happen. And that's what a lot of people say. So I'm trying it out for the first time too. So you guys are right there with me if you haven't done it before. Um, so I was doing that a little bit in the beginning, but then, you know, as it, as I felt like it was working for me, I was doing the journaling a little bit more regularly. I was writing down lists of things I'm grateful for and goals that I wanted to achieve. I was doing that a lot, let's say in the beginning of September. And I went from feeling very anxious in those first few weeks of unemployment to feeling like, wow, I can't believe how much work has come my way. I keep getting more freelance. I keep getting more custom painting orders. I'm making progress with the ideas on this new business. Like it kind of seemed like something was working and getting me out of that rut. So I was like, okay, maybe this gratitude, you know, journal writing is, is helping. So I had seen, um, somebody post about another journal that has, um, it just had really cute. She had posted a lot of pictures on her stories. It was just a blogger who I follow and, had really good um, quotes and just, it seemed like a very inspirational thing, but it was also a journal. So I looked it up. It's called the five minute journal. You might've heard of this one. Um, and so this one is structured. And now I've been doing this one every day since like, let's say the beginning of October. 
And I do think it has helped to have this structure because I don't have that same kind of um, routine with the other journal where it was just kind of generic writing. It is still nice. I go back to that one once in a while. But this one is great because every day you write the date at the top. Um, it has a little um, has like a little quote or something to start your day off. And I'll just read the one from today just so you guys can get an idea of what they're kind of like. So today's was attention is the most basic form of love. By paying attention, we let ourselves be touched by life and our hearts naturally become more open and engaged. So it has something to start off your day. And then you have three sections that you fill out in the morning. Um, It says, I am grateful for dot, dot, dot. And you write three things down. And then the next one is what would make today great? And you write three things down. And then you have daily affirmations. I am dot, dot, dot. And then it has an open section where you write your daily affirmations. So that's a great way to start the day. And then when you go to bed, there's two more sections and it'll say three amazing things that happened today, one, two, and three. And then how could I have made today better? Um, so I think that it's helped me because I've realized the small things that it kind of just brings attention to the great things that do happen on the day-to-day basis. And the daily affirmations is kind of where um, you were talking about like, oh, if I want to write a New York Times bestseller, you just pretend you've already done it. You just say, I've written a successful New York Times bestseller. So in my daily affirmations for the last couple of months, I've been saying, you know, like I have a successful business. I'm you know, I'm wealthy, I'm stable, I'm creative, I'm ambitious, I'm successful, I'm, you know, whatever, anything that you want to say in there, I'm loved, I'm, you know, I'm creative. And anything that you want to say in your daily affirmations, it doesn't matter whether you actually think it's true, or if it's actually true, or if it's something that hasn't happened that you want to happen, it can truly be anything you want. But I pretty much write the same ones almost every single day. Um, And I do feel like, again, it has kind of helped me get into this better routine for starting this business. Um, It has brought me success rather than feeling, you know, anxious on the week to week. Where is my, you know, where is the work going to come in now that I'm not working full time and I'm working for myself? Um, And so, yeah, I think that this is a great journal to be on the lookout for if you want a new, if you want a new one. Um, I would love to try the one that you do, Kendra, as well. That sounds great. Um, but yeah, so I think that this is good. And I do like that at the end of the day, when it says, how could I have made today even better? You know, it's like, it's just easy because it points out, even though it sounds so negative, it does point out little things where you're like, okay, maybe this was a better habit. I should have woken up earlier today because I would have gotten more done. Or I do wish that I had, um, you know, ended up doing that workout outside, you know, instead of getting right into the workday, it probably would have been better if I got some exercise or whatever little stuff, then it kind of reminds you, okay, well, tomorrow I should do that. So then I don't have to write that in this section at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. I I love that it has like that follow-up piece at the end of the day, because I think to me, kind of the whole point of the journaling and the gratitude part is just taking that time to really sort of self-reflect. I think we go through our day most of the time we kind of just go through the routine and we never stop and really look at what we did that day or what we didn't do. Or I love that. Like, what could I have done better? Cause yeah, there's, there's so many days where I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I probably could have, you know, not spent an hour watching Netflix today and done something instead. Or yeah, I, should, I pretty, could have gone for a walk to kind of clear my head and, and just get outside a little bit. Today. I, I love that it has that piece because even if you are not, journaling necessarily, just stopping for a minute or two in your day at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, and 
taking sort of a self-evaluation of what, what did I do today? What did I not do today? What am I thankful for today? Like just that self-reflection, I think is what it's training you to do. That's so powerful. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passions, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Absolutely. And the last um, aspect of this one that I do like, and I've been very, you know, trying very hard to adhere to it is that it does want you to be on a schedule where you write in the, you write in the journal every day for five days in a row at the very least, like you always at least get five days in a row, if not more. And if you break that, like, let's say you only write it, write in the journal for two days and then you break your streak, um, you're supposed to give yourself something to be accountable for. So, you know, one of the examples that they said was if you, if you do this, you have to just basically make up something that, um, it will hold you accountable and kind of keep you on your toes. And so the thing that I wrote was, if you don't do this, you have to run four miles, which I don't want to do. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, I, I, exercise a little bit, but I I really don't run. I used to a long time ago, but I definitely don't run four miles ever. So it was like one of those things where I'm like, okay, at least it's, I'm going to be forcing myself to do something that's healthy, but also something that I don't want to do. So hopefully (laughs) I will, you know, kind of adhere to the schedule and try to write it in five days in a row. And there have been a couple of times where, you know, it's probably happened twice now where I didn't, I didn't write in it for five days in a row. And I, and I made myself run the four miles and it was like, okay, I'm going to hold myself accountable to this because you know, you have a whole section in the beginning where you write out your goals and you, you do write out your, your kind of like quote unquote punishment or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I do, I do highly recommend this one. Obviously anybody is welcome to reach out to me and I can send you the, the Instagram or the link for the website, but um, this one has been a good one for me. I think it just holds you accountable. It gets you into more of a routine. And I think half the, half the battle with the whole gratitude, um, 
with all the gratitude stuff is just getting into a routine of doing it consistently. I mean, you know, saying one time, you know, I'm grateful for this. You were bringing up how Thanksgiving is next week and a lot of families will go around the table. You say something you're grateful for, blah, blah, blah. That's so nice. And it is lovely. Of course, we're all, you know, going to say something that we're grateful for in our lives, around, especially around Thanksgiving. Um, but I think writing in it every day makes such a difference. And again, for me, it was something where I, I was feeling down and I was nervous about where all of, you know, where my life was going to go and especially my career and, you know, financially and everything else, just trying to get through this pandemic and somehow writing in that journal every single day has continued to bring me work every single week. And I've, I haven't had a moment where I felt, you know, nervous or anxious or struggling, at least in, you know, most recent weeks, I've been very busy. Um, so yeah, I do, I do attribute a lot of it to that. And now it's kind of like, okay, so if this has worked so far, where can it bring my business? Yeah. We just launched. So the hope is that as I continue to write in this, in this journal every day and continue to be grateful for the, the success that it has been so far and continue to be grateful for, you know, the work ethic and the creativity that, it, you know, comes with starting this business, ideally, you know, it can, it can help bring my business even further than it's, it's come so far. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, the biggest takeaway from journaling that I did was that it became a habit. You know, I I love that you said in in the one that you use, it gives you sort of like a goal of five days in a row. Um, And I think for some people, the idea of every single day is really overwhelming. And I understand that. And I'm not saying you have to do this every single day. But I think for me, the biggest takeaway of making it part of my daily routine for so long was that it became a habit. And so that now I I don't even really think about it so much as I just sort of am aware of the things in my day that I'm grateful for. And it, I remember when I first started the Start Today Journal and I was thinking, okay, tomorrow morning, I'm going to have to write down five things I'm thankful for. I've had a really crappy day what am I going to write down? I would start looking for things in my day to be grateful for knowing I was going to have to write them down tomorrow morning. And that became a habit so that now when I'm sitting outside with my daughter and she's riding her bike around the street or whatever, and it's a beautiful day outside, or like the other day we took our dog for a hike. And I was like, I am so grateful that we have had such a beautiful day that we could take our dog out and go for a hike and we could explore nature, even though, you know, we kind of live in like a city area. We have these beautiful parks and places where we can go and explore nature and feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. Whereas I may not have stopped to think about that in the past. It's just sort of retraining your mind to look at little things differently in your day And to me, that's the big shift that makes a huge difference is it's, it becomes a habit, whether you realize it or not. Absolutely. Makes a huge difference. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey and your story and just how this has impacted you. I, I can't say enough how excited I am to see where your business goes. I think it's so incredible. Um, I'm going to link to all of your stuff in the show notes so that people can go check out Nestia. Your website's incredible. I think everybody needs to go look at it um, and just see kind of what you've created there. Cause it's a really, really creative and different take on design business, I believe. Um, and I know you're going to do great, great things. So 
thank you so much for being here. One last question I have for you. And this is, I know you're kind of early in the business process, but this is probably good because then you have, you know, fresh on your mind what you advice you would give. If your best friend came to you today and said, Maggie, I'm starting this business. I'm super excited. What advice do you have for me? What would be like the number one piece of advice you would give somebody starting a brand new business? Ooh, it's such a tough question. I think it would be um, to really be well prepared for your launch by um, kind of crowdsourcing a little bit and asking around because that helped me so much. I think when I launched my first business when I was in college, I didn't really feel like I needed to do that. It was artwork and it was what it was. I was going to launch it no matter what and I was going to sell items. But for something like Nestia, where it has to have a process to it, you know, I needed a lot of feedback before I could just put it out there and say, okay, this is perfect. I didn't just come up with those steps overnight, you know? Um, So I definitely feel like, you know, getting yourself ready for your launch and not putting it out there too soon into the world before it's fully cooked. um, I guess that's the main piece of advice because that helped me a lot. It's like, I didn't, I, of course I wanted to put out the idea two months ago when I first had it, but I waited because I wanted it to be perfect. And now I feel like, that has attributed, I attribute a lot of that to the, the initial success of, of the business. Yeah. I think that's great advice. I am of the person, I'm the type of person that's like, once I have an idea, like, let's just hit the ground and run. Like, let's make it happen. I don't enjoy the waiting process. And so it's a good reminder that sometimes things take time to really develop and you need to make sure that, yeah, you, you let them take full effect before you launched out into the world. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Just for that initial impact. Like I think it made, you know, making a bit of a splash and getting people to pay attention. If I had tried to put this out a couple months ago before it really made sense, or I really had it, you know, kind of worked out. It's like somebody would have looked at it and been like, eh, this isn't for me or this doesn't look that good or it doesn't look that professional. Whereas now I put it out there and I'm like, oh, immediately I'm getting, you know, customers who I don't, these aren't people who I know. It's not like it's, you know, putting out a new business and the only people who are your customers are your family and friends, you know? So it was like when it looks professional and it's ready to be out there in the world because it actually functions properly based on feedback you've gotten from people. I just feel like you'll see a much better initial success. There's always changes that can be made. There's always updates and improvements that can be made, of course. Um, but trying to get it as you know precise as possible for that first time, that first launch, I think is really important. So that's definitely my first piece of advice is kind of taking your time and like making it perfect before before you throw it out there. That's awesome. Well, Maggie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with us. I cannot wait to see where your business takes you. I think it's going to do amazing, amazing things. So thank you for your time and for sharing your thoughts. And uh, everybody go follow her on Instagram, check out nestia.com. I have it all linked below. You're going to love it. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kendra. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. um, And this was so much fun. So it was great to chat with you. You too. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. A huge thank you again to Maggie for taking time to chat with us today. Hopefully her story inspires you to start focusing on the things that you are grateful and appreciative of in your day And that the power of that mindset is so incredible and it can do amazing things in your life. So if you are interested in checking out some of the journals that we talked about, either the five minute journal or the start today journal, I have those linked below in the show notes. Uh, You can also start journaling with just a notebook and paper. Just make a point to 
every day, write down three to five things that you are grateful for. And I think you'll start to notice a huge shift in how you view your day. All right, ladies, I hope you all have a wonderful week. Happy Thanksgiving. Even if you're not able to spend this Thanksgiving with your family and friends in person, I hope that you are getting to spend time with them virtually. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place.